Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to entangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, 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 what up, family? I missed you guys so much. If you don't know who this is, this is JJ Tomlin, your official co-host now of Heart of Dating. And if you're wondering, where's Kate? Where's sweet Caitlin, our princess Caitlin? Well, for this season, season 9.5, I am going solo. I have no idea what she was thinking. I have no idea why, but you guys are stuck with me. But the good news for you is that this is going to be a super fun season. It's going to be a little different because we are revisiting the Heart of Dating Hall of Fame episodes. There are just some episodes at Heart of Dating, no offense to the other interviews, that just hit different. And guess what? For season 9.5, we're going to be replaying those episodes for you. What's going to be fun about this is I'm going to do some commentary at the beginning of the episode, what stood out to me, what I love about this person, and then you guys can jump on in. Fun fact about Heart of Dating, because you guys know we are in the trust tree. You guys know we love transparency. Our reporting in the podcast is pretty wild. Like We can always see the download history, what episodes did well, which ones sounded good on paper and were not really that good. But guess what? You know what's crazy is that our episodes over time do really, really well. Basically, what happens is you guys might have found us on Instagram or through a friend, a recommendation, and people will hear like a clip or something that they like, and they're like, we love these people. We love what they are preaching here. And they will just go to episode one and binge the whole thing. It's nuts. There's like 200 episodes, and they'll binge the whole thing. So that just, for me, just shows that you know it's really, really awesome teaching, full of wisdom, really, really, truly centered on biblical truth if it stands the test of time. It wasn't just a hot topic that came and went, but it's great teaching that stands the test of time. So whether you're new here or a longtime listener, welcome. And that is the plan. Before we jump in, guys, you've heard it for months now, and it's literally three weeks away, okay? Heart of Dating Conference in person. We told you we weren't being dramatic. It wasn't a sales pitch. It's officially sold out, family. It's sold out. Kate and I are looking at each other. We're like, I think we should have gotten a bigger venue. We're going to pack that thing out. It's going to be popping. Now, if you guys are listening to this and you can't make it for whatever reason, the virtual experience, we put a lot of work into it. You can get virtual solo tickets. We have watch parties and New York City, San Diego, Oceanside, Denver, Colorado. We're working on Austin, Texas. If you can't do that, what Kate and I love, what we think is the lifeblood of the church 
is small groups. So that's the best way you just say, hey, here's a small group ticket. Do you want to go in with me? If you get all six people in on the small group ticket, it's $25 a person. That's I, that's a Chipotle order for me, okay? I know, I know, it's a big Chipotle order, all right? I get hungry, all right? Don't hate, don't hate. Anyway, guys, we're super excited. We are just so blown away that you guys are hungry. That's what it signals for Kate and I at Heart of Dating. People are just hungry to get in person with other people. So we're so happy. We are all feeling the Zoom fatigue, the Zoom burnout. We just want to see other people, okay? And let me say this to close out the announcements before we jump in today. Family, my heart of dating family. We have big news. You see, season 9.5 is going to be fun. We're going to have fun. But let me just say this. Hold on. Let me make sure Kate's not listening. Okay. She's in the other room. Guys, season 10 is going to be popping. I hope you guys trust me when I say it's going to blow your mind, okay? Season 10 is like the Super Bowl for Heart of Dating. Okay, Kate's coming back, so let me, let me, shh, let me, okay. So yeah, season 9.5, we're super excited about it. <laughs> we can't wait. Today's episode is actually gonna be a really, really fun one. It's gonna be episode 91, Never Been in a Relationship with Chaz Smith. And what I love about Chaz, my, my favorite thing about Chaz and listening to the interview is this. You would never know. You would never, never know in a million years that Chaz is kind of a big deal. Like this dude is killing it on TikTok. He's killing it on Instagram. He was an OG Vine guy. RIP, let's have a moment in silence for Vine. Okay. But anyway, listening to Chaz, I just love it so much because he's just super special. You would never know in a million years that he is as popular as he is just because he's so genuine. He literally walks around with his top goal when it comes to social media and platforms, especially in interviews, is my top goal is to be vulnerable. Like his top goal wherever he goes is just to challenge himself and be vulnerable. He's a funny dude who you can just tell doesn't seek to speak first. He doesn't speak to be validated. He just seeks to understand first and then he responds. And he's really great at walking in what he's gifted in and talking about his faith. Well, guess what? That's just ministry. Like we love to say, well, I want to do ministry, ministry, vocational ministry. Listen, doing what you've been gifted and then talking about your face simultaneously, that's ministry, period. So that's what I love about Chaz. In this episode, <laughs> if you like Chaz, you're going to get a snapshot into his mind. I think it's a really good snapshot of a just a millennial, solid Christian guy. You're going to get a snapshot into Kate's mind. It's pretty funny. It's a little hectic at times. They're both very, very animated individuals. I love it. And there's a good quote in there where Chaz talks about childhood and our family of origin and you know it it does hit differently like we love to minimize our childhood wounding and trauma one thing we say at heart of dating is there's big t trauma and then there's little t trauma and there's a whole funny backstory on that shout out to the og people who know that inside joke but listen it's it's a super super real episode 
there's a reality that when you go on a date with somebody that Chaz talks about is you are either going to break up with this person or you're going to marry them. And I really love that messaging because it really goes that way or the other. And so I love that because it also gives you time and space to really evaluate, you know, like after date three and moving forward, like what's the objective here? If, if you're not really feeling them and then after three dates, you know this is more than likely somebody you cannot marry. Like, what's your objective? Why are you here? They talk about flirtationships. And then what I think is super, super awesome is they talk about singleness and attraction and asking the question, am I ready yet? Or am I really, truly content with where I am? Um, and then my favorite thing, which we talk about a lot, especially from a man's perspective in Heart of Dating is attraction over time to character. And you're going to get Chaz's take on that. So I'm going to stop there. You guys listen to the episode. I know this was a long intro. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to have a fun season ahead of us. Enjoy this episode. We love you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. Let's go. Chaz Smith, my brother, welcome to Heart of Dating. What's up? Thank you for having me, Kate. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to be here. And I got to say this, we were going to do this podcast in person. And then I was like, wait a second, COVID is still happening. So I'm yeah. sad that we aren't doing it in person right now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> unfortunate. We only live like, what, 15 minutes away? 12 I know, more? like 12 minutes away here in LA. It's such a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, well. so close, but so far. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited to have you on today, friend. And I'm just really excited for people to get to know you in the heart of dating community because I... What's up, everybody? Hey, hey yo. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and I love getting to have personal friends on. And you're, you're a friend. We met, I'm not sure when exactly we met, sometime last year. And we have a bunch of mutual friends and connections. And I also love not only getting to have someone on that I know, but also somebody who's single because you actually understand what's going on right now yeah as, as much or I, or the complete opposite i'm not sure what it is <laughs> one or the other well i'm so excited so Chaz, for people who don't know exactly who you are or what you do they're gonna love you once they find out about you today but will you share a bit about who you are and what you're passionate about yeah so i'm a dude who loves jesus and i really care about just using my voice influence whatever I have to be a light, particularly through media and entertainment. I make videos on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I used to make videos on Vine. That's where I started. I'm starting a podcast. <gasps> hey um, That's something else. I got a gaming channel on Twitch. Oh uh, I make God. music. I travel and speak at different places. And uh, I just try to be vulnerable on the internet and kind of what I'm feeling led to just break these highlight real stereotypes and tropes yeah. that we got on social media because that's really unhealthy and I don't like it. But uh that's a bit about who I am I and what it. I do. You know, it's so cool what you do too, Chaz, because you bring people in, I think, first with like laughs and smiles and who doesn't want to laugh and to smile. And yeah. I feel like especially in this 
season we've been in in 2020 with first COVID hitting us and just so many other things that we've been going through as a country and then as a world, you know, there has been, we need some light and laughter in our lives right now. You know, we need some of that. So I've been loving following you along in this particular season, especially because you bring a lot of laughter, you crack me up like you seriously do. And, and you also just have such an awesome, serious, like gentle and real side to you that just loves Jesus. So it's, it's incredible. So I just love that about you, Chaz. And you mentioned that you're launching a podcast, but you tell us a little bit about that, which is really exciting. Yeah. So the whole reason why I decided to get on social media in the first place was because I've always had this desire to have a talk show to bring up conversations about topics that people tend to sweep under the rug or misunderstand or just feel uncomfortable talking about. I've wanted to do that for over a decade since I was in middle school. And um, I started a YouTube channel because I was like, oh, I guess I can start talking about stuff on the internet through YouTube with this, build a following there. Like that same year Vine came out and I was just doing it for fun. And that's what ended up blowing up and (laughs) built a platform pretty much for me to finally be able to do this stuff. So last year I shot a proof of concept for the talk show at the YouTube space in New York. It was like a full circle moment because before I was even born, my mom's first career was she was the first live talk show host and co-producer of BET's first live talk show. Oh, um, wow. That's amazing. Like three or four years. And without me ever having seen an episode of her show, that was like the first thing that I said I wanted to do also. Wow. Oh, I Um, love that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. So we did that last year and then realized like we could continue to keep it going with less production and heavy lifting and more output if we were to turn it into a podcast and even build a following with that. So yeah, it's going to be released in series, like our first series on racism, second series is going, or then like the next series are going to be on music and other ones, mental health and then like sexual assault. We're going to do cover a bunch of different topics that are just both heavy and lighthearted, but we'll talk about them the lighthearted side of them as well as like the heavy side of stuff. Mm. So it's going to be really cool and I'm excited for it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it. So (laughs) I can't wait. I hope everyone gets, what's it called? It's called Simply Put. Yes. Difficult conversations in simple terms with extraordinary people. Oh my gosh, look at look at that. That sounds like an awesome book title too. Just going to put that out there for you, Chaz. Oh, maybe there might be a little something Just like down the road. A little something something, right? You got so much going on. Well, I I I love that simply put and having hard conversations. I love that the first one you're fo- focusing on is racism. We need that right now. A few weeks ago, I we were on a joint call and I got to, you just spoke about your mom. Well, I got to see her on this call and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this woman is something else. Right. You, yeah. she's yeah. just, you were brought up with such an incredible mother and it is so cool that to just see you as a man, like following in some of her footsteps, but also really impacting your generation and talking about topics that need to be discussed and figuring out how how to combine Christianity and spirituality into all of this. So mm-hmm. I just commend you, brother. It's so cool. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you. You know, now we're t- going to move the conversation into my favorite topic, which you and I actually, as friends, have talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I want to talk about singleness and dating and Absolutely. what that has looked like for you. And this could also you, be... You definitely <laughs> shared the spaghetti waffle analogy here. Oh my gosh, yes, I have. Okay. But, everybody already knows about that. But we cool. should share that one more time just in case because people may have not heard it. Do you want to share it or shall I? I'll share based on what I remember and yes. then you can clean up my mess, I guess. No, you got it. <laughs> so Kate claims that men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. Yes. How might you ask? Well, with waffles, when you, I guess... You think about like the holes in waffles, they're in different compartments. And if you pour syrup into them, it's like it can only fill up in one area at a time. And can t- I'm blab- babbling. I feel like I don't really have this. Yeah, you got it. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. All right. So bottom line is like men, men come compartmentalize things. I'm not sure where the, which syllable has, which syllable has the emphasis in that word. Compartmentalizing. Maybe there's two. I don't know. Anyway, that's what men do. We can only have conversations or think about one thing at a time, or most of us, at least. That's how I feel right now. (laughs) And this is what always gets women. When women ask a guy, like, what are you thinking right now? And the guy's like, nothing. And we're like, what? Really just be thinking about nothing. Like, just chilling. Nothing? Just... And we always don't believe it. We're like, there's no way. (gasps) He's really thinking about how he doesn't like my outfit. Just tumbleweeds rolling through the the desert. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It is so funny. And until I understood a bit, of course, we're generalizing. But until I understood more of this like waffle concept, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I really don't believe that guys just think about nothing, but actually I do sometimes believe that guys just think about nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just empty. And, Cause like, yeah. I feel like at least I can speak for myself. I feel like I need to think about nothing in order for my brain to not overheat and explode. <laughs> Cause I, any other time, I, I think most of the time I'm either overthinking Oh Thinking about nothing or just having a random train of thought that's going wherever. I guess the random trains of thought are equivalent to nothing sometimes, too. Yeah. You know, like oh just, what are you thinking about? Um, I, I was thinking about whether, like yesterday when I went to In-N-Out, I bit into the burger and the tomato slipped out the side. And I was like, that's kind of gross. <laughs> like, that's the type of stuff we'd be thinking about. Like, just straight up. Yeah. Women, on the other hand, no, they think I'm... about everything all at once. Like spaghetti, it's just like you think about a single noodle just trailing through a clump of spaghetti. It's just all over the place. Like <laughs> go from how they they need to get their nails done to, oh, I was talking to my friend yesterday about how we're just so sick and tired of blah, 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 and then trailing to something else. And then, that's, and then during those times, the dude's just like, yup, uh-huh. And like, yeah. what just happened? Or, you... <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what do you think? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> about what? <laughs> which, which strand of spaghetti? Which what are we talking about? I don't know. So yes, that's that's this is the heart of dating podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um <laughs> tune in next time. <laughs> we have just solved everyone's problems by letting yeah. them know men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. But if any guy has ever been to a girl's night or witnessed more than one girl at a time talking, they will see this happen. We start on one subject, we go to the next, then we go to a third subject, then we're like, what were we talking about? And it literally is the comp 
compilation of every girl's night that I've ever been to. <laughs> point blank, that is what happens. And so it's funny because the point is that guys and girls, this is a generalization, but we're obviously different. We're built in different ways. And not every guy compartmentalize and not every woman jumps to thing to thing. But for the most part, we kind of are like that. So we got to laugh. I want to jump into some of your past dating life. And um, so actually, as we were talking, preparing for this episode, I, as I understand it, you actually never been in a relationship. Is that right? Not a legit, not like a a legit relationship. There was like two experiences that were Kind of, but I wouldn't, I don't feel like they're worth legitimizing. Yeah, like uh, a, it was a opinion. true relationship. Like you, yeah, exactly. Just testing yeah, out the like, waters. Mm-hmm. Not even. I was in fourth grade for one and eighth grade for the other. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God. And I think they both lasted for a total of four months combined. <laughs> so, uh, oh, puppy that, love. <laughs> wait, three, was it three months or three weeks? Oh my huh. gosh. Yeah. Well, that, oh, that's, yeah. It, this is a yeah. three months is a long relationship for a fourth grader. <laughs> for no, that was an eighth grade. Fourth okay. grade was like, yeah, not that. And what's crazy? I don't, women mature faster than dudes. I don't get this, but somehow this girl had the knowledge in fourth grade. I didn't even like her at first. Like she somehow manipulated me into becoming attracted to her by first, like she was all into me. It was clear. I was like, oh, I don't like you like that. Ugh, stop. Um, and then she started paying me no attention and just only would talk to my best friend and would oh ignore me all the time. I was like, yo. And it was it turned into just me wanting her attention. Right. Because she was like, first, like me, like me, like me. And then yeah. she, yep. Yeah, and then she's like making you interested. You're she you're opening your eyes, like, okay, I mean, maybe. Yeah, and over then rejection. I was like, hold up. I'm I'm worth it. Why not talk to me? What happened? You know? wait, wait, what just happened? I'm just warming up to the idea. Where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't actually like her. I just wanted her attention and affirmation. So I was in fourth grade. Oh my gosh. Eighth grade. Uh, there was a pretty much, long story short. I liked the girl. She liked me. We both hugged, we made, let it let each other know and pretty much just hugged each other when we saw each other in the hallways. That was, that was basically it. She ended up talking to one of my quote unquote another best friend. I, yeah, I, I learned about friendship in middle school. And oh yeah, but she uh, no, she didn't. Uh, my friend, you can hear the air quotes. <laughs> ended up talking to her behind my back, and I found out. I was like, "Yo, just stop talking to him. That's crazy. Like, why are you doing it?" Uh, it was kind of like a repeat. Of yeah. what happened before grade. And she's like, okay, fine. And she kept talking to him. I was like, all right, uh, peace. <laughs> cool. Oh uh, my gosh, that's terrible. Another well, moment that shaped me. Actually, I'll share one more. Yes, <laughs> so please like, do. And people will laugh at this, but this like childhood stuff really hits. No, you know? it does. Yeah, you yeah. Do. It, it do be hitting though. So there's this girl I had a crush on from pre-K to third grade. And um, there was one day in third grade where I finally worked up the courage to tell her to her face. And by worked up the courage, I mean, I was blackmailed by another girl in the class who oh had God. double pinky promised with a thumb touch. That she wouldn't tell. No. But she told, she said she was going to tell anyway. I was like, no, please. Oh Why would you do that? You just said you weren't going to. And she was like, well, then you have to tell her. I was like, what? I don't want to. That's the whole purpose of the whole like secret pranky promise <laughs> thing that we, she's not supposed to know. I just had to get it off my chest. She's like, well, I'm going to tell her. I was like, oh, fine. I'm going to do it at recess, whatever. So recess comes around and I'm like mad nervous, you know, sweating in my, uh, like, 
size extra small polo shirt whatever because we had to wear polos and khakis to school in oh third my grade. Gosh. Um, y'all remember those? Like you pop the collar or wear like oh, two yeah. polos at the same time. Oh, like two the, polos. The you wear like white underneath, arms, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Like that's the the, the private school swag. Oh my god. <laughs> and so I was like mad nervous walking up to her. Um, she was with one of her friends. I was walking with the other girl who's like blackmailing me or whatever. And for a split second after this girl's like, hey, Chaz has something to tell you for a split second. I'm like, hmm, maybe she might like me back. <laughs> There's hope. There's what hope is, here. Yes. And so I look up and I'm like, um, I like you. And so y'all know that meme of the girl, you know, the meme of the girl who's like, Just looking at the camera with her hand out and her neck's like stuck out. I think she's in a cafeteria or something. It's called girl with the hand out meme. Yeah. Um, She looked at me like that and basically like just disgusted and then said nothing, turned around and she had like this long ponytail. I'm pretty sure like the tip of it slapped me in my nose and she like walked off and her friend looked at me and was like, ah, and then the girl who told me to tell her was like, "Oh, oh, well, and walked away like satisfied or whatever. Like she just ate a five course meal or something. I don't know. And I just stood there crying like, dang, this sucks. So then the fourth grade thing happened and then the eighth grade thing. And then, uh, and then you're like, I'm I'm done with women. I'm not going to talk to, huh? Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to talk to ladies. I'm not talking to nobody for the rest of my life. And I'm not talking to nobody till I'm married. That's like, (laughs) that's real. That's that's not what happened. But yeah. um, No, but for real, like I've just had this, strong belief since I was pretty young, regardless of all that stuff, mm. that uh, it's worth the wait. And also just this idea that when you get into a relationship with somebody, you're either going to break up with them or get married. Like if marriage is the goal, you know, like it's yeah. one or the other. So I don't see the point in being in a relationship with somebody unless I really believe like, yo, I could spend the rest of my life with this person. Because mm. if I don't believe that, if I don't believe it's at least see like strong potential yeah. and a, 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 an extreme lack of red flags, <laughs> then getting into a relationship without that knowledge is just like, all right, we're building emotions or like, you know, building memories with each other and just, uh, an attachment in a way. Emotions yeah. And attachment. Yeah. And like, for what reason? Like this is, you know, yeah. Well, if And that's mature because so many people and myself included in that equation in the past have been in relationships where, you know, it may not go anywhere or maybe you or maybe you also secretly just hope the person will change. Uh, mm, but, yeah. you know, you also are more afraid of the rejection than mm. and being alone than you are entering into an unhealthy marriage which is a scary thing you know because marriage is long lasting hopefully you know as christians that's the goal um we don't go into it with the oh but there's the option of divorce you know and but yeah so i think it's so mature and wise to say you've been open potentially to dating but like been in a relationship that's that's a big deal that's a hey I need to see potential in you to be able to want to spend time with you and I'm not going to waste your time otherwise I'm not going to just emotionally attach to you form a friendship relationship that turns into flirtationship which is what I like to call it Um, or a situationship exactly like to call it if y'all know who that is yeah exactly situationship a hundred percent 
And then the other side of it is like, yo, am I ready yet? Yeah. <laughs> what am yeah. I doing with my life? I, I really want to be in a place where I'm just totally content. Not that like the desire would be gone to be in like to be married or anything, but where I'm just like not even tripping about it. And there have been times where I felt like that. Yeah. But I really want to be in that place consistently and really just enjoy not having the responsibility of, I guess for the lack of a better term, keeping up with somebody else's life. Mm. Cause it, I, I think it's really easy to take for granted the fact that I can just get up and go wherever I want without, you know, not without accountability. That's not what I mean, but just like, yeah. When I'm in a relationship, I'm like a, a lot of it's going to be like, oh, hold on. Let me uh, ask my wife first. Like that, that's going to be the number one relationship in my life yeah. and everything will like have to be passed through one another. Like we'll be one team with one purpose, one goal, one mission, all that. Yeah. Um, and that's a big responsibility to have. Yeah. So right now I want to be able to enjoy like, yo, this is the, these are probably the final years or months, who knows, um, of my <laughs> life that I'll be able to really just enjoy freedom in a way that I won't have anymore once I'm married. Not in, I'm not saying that marriage is like, <laughs> you're like imprisoned yeah yeah i'm not saying no, that but i'm just saying like it's so different not yeah. being in a committed relationship with somebody and committed to someone else's needs and desires and wanting to see their life have success and being a part of that um, yeah and and being a part of their growth i think it's beautiful to recognize with where you're at because how old are you i'm 25 there you go i love it yeah <laughs> 25 <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I love that because, you know, I did date a lot when I was younger and I don't take it back. I don't regret it in the sense that I learned so much about myself. However, there's also so much, like, I think it was around the age of 25 that I went into my season of intentional, quote unquote, intentional singleness, because I had just gotten out of a very bad relationship and kind of realized like, I need to figure out who just Kate is without a relationship. I had dated for mm -hmm. over 10 years since mm -hmm. the freshman year of high school nonstop. Okay. Back to back to back. And so mm -hmm. Kate by herself was not, I didn't know who that was, yeah. uh, you know, and some people may listen, say, and say like, okay, I relate to that. Or some people are like, no, I've never been in a relationship. Right. But either way we can get really confused with life identity, who we are working at our purpose for God, finding contentment in singleness. Cause what you tapped on is something I love to say is that singleness is not a disease. It's a beautiful gift where we have this extra freedom and time to do mm -hmm. things and to, to walk out God's purpose for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you touched on something super important and I think it's super wise and amazing that you're like, you know, just right now I'm still working on some things and I'm not willing to enter into something that isn't truly going to be amazing for me. Now in this process for you, has it, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are relate, can relate to that. They, they, you know, whether they're 25 or whether they're 30 or whatever age they are, there's a lot of our listeners who also can relate to, I've never been in a relationship before. And mm -hmm. I have heard a lot of messages from our listeners just with some of the struggles that brings for people too. And so How's that been like for you? Has there been any wrestling in those seasons with any sort of doubts or fears or really anything? Yes. And have you worked that out? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One fear that I just recently got over 
was this idea and I like it a lot of it was just during prayer just working through where the fear even comes from mm. but this fear that God would make me attracted to somebody who I was not initially attracted to and there's one th- there's one one it's one thing to have a friend and be around them and like grow in attraction to them and one day you're just like huh yeah you know what Yes, which does yeah, happen. This this mm-hmm. this that happens all the time. Yeah. It's another thing for it to be like to think that God is forcing you to marry somebody. Yeah. Like of that's not how it works. The like the way one way I heard it put was that would make him a god of bondage. Yeah. And he's not a god of bondage. He's a god of freedom. He gives us choice and free mm-hmm. will and um leads us in the way that we should choose. He instructs us. Yeah. But he doesn't force us to make a decision that's not to say that like you know okay let me step back for a second um so there have been plenty of times where I've been really attracted to somebody Mm. and then getting to know them it's like ah yeah this ain't it Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. just either spiritually I didn't feel like we lined up or emotionally or mentally Mm -hmm. and then there have been times where there have been like people I know friends um who are really spiritually solid, mentally, emotionally solid. And I'm like, dang, would it be wrong to say no to them? Mm. And thinking that's like rejecting something or someone good who God has for me or overlooking something for something that's shallow, like physical attraction, but it's not shallow. Mm. Like God very much talks about beauty all throughout scripture. Um, So it's not, I'm not saying that looks are the most important thing. Um, I'm not saying that like if a person doesn't have X, Y, and Z that I'm not, you know, going to be interested at all. I'm just like, I wouldn't like to settle in any area, you know? Um, and I don't think that's wrong. That's actually, I think that shows like just great belief in God wanting to be a father, God being a father who wants to give like good gifts. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very biblical thing. Like God, if I'm going to spend I want to spend the rest of my life with somebody and I'm believing that you could bring me somebody who I really will enjoy thoroughly in every way. Of course, spiritually being the number one thing. Yeah. Um, purpose being lined up emotionally and mentally being on the same page, morally having some common interest, even though that's not like vital. Yeah. Um, I think it is important. And then yeah. like looks, of course, like I'm gonna be waking up to this person every day of my life. Like I want to enjoy who I'm looking at. That's very real. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially as a dude, like straight up. Yeah, no, I hear that. And what I totally agree with in in all of what you're saying is that I think God cares about all those elements, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, I do think with attraction, there's a gray area because like you mentioned, there's mental, there's emotional, there is personality, there is spiritual, and then Mm -hmm. there's also physical. So there's all these buckets that all compile the quote unquote laws of attraction and all of them are important. And Mm -hmm. I do think the one thing I do notice though with our culture is that we do idolize the physical element so much. So I think that it is important and you have to, like you should never force something with somebody where, you know, what I do, what I practice is I've gone out with guys that initially I say they are objectively, I find them as an an attractive person, but do I find them personally attractive that much? Not really at this moment, but if I could say that they're an attractive person overall, I'm just not personally attracted to them. I might give it a shot 
But right. I'm only going to give it a shot for a certain amount of time, you know, because at some point, like, I want to be able to say that I want to kiss them, you know, <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. true. But I've also dated lots of guys that on the first, in, in the beginning, I was really attracted to them. And then, you know, there's nothing else there. I'm like, oh, wait a second. And so what, mm-hmm. what God did show me in dating guys that initially I wasn't over the top attracted to is sometimes it didn't work out and sometimes I couldn't get there with attraction. And sometimes I actually could. And it just took a little bit of getting to know them. And then I was like, oh, they're attractive. So to me more, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it do, it's nuance. It's for sure. And I do mm-hmm. think God cares about that. And I think you're such a great person to talk about this in general, Chaz, just on your stance. And we've kind of had conversations about this just in overall, like how society we have become like a visually driven culture, especially with mm-hmm. porn, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And yes, so, absolutely. oh my gosh. So that's where I like, I'm like, oh, it is important. And we have to like, and we are the only ones that can know inside what what is my level of expectation in this bucket of physicality? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I can't judge anybody's level of desire for attraction. We can only do that inside and bring that to God. Like, am I Lord expecting something that's like something totally outlandish because I've seen it in a film somewhere? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. Like pornography is just taking over the world in a lot of ways it's so ingrained in our culture in ways that we don't even see or or, or not even really aware of even yeah. cartoons now maybe people think i'm sounding like a boomer so but like <laughs> actually so it's really astonishing how desensitized mm. we've become to just the over sexualization of you know people yeah um and like pornography i've been open about it on like across all my social media channels yeah. pretty much that is something I've struggled with for years, like as an addiction and still have to be very cognizant and careful not to like continue to fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just like being open with my friends about times where I'm feeling tempted or struggling yeah. and uh, pornography brings shame into people's life. It causes us to yeah. hold on to shame and just carry it, um, which leads to isolation it leads to self-loathing. Self yeah. It leads to so many other just negative things. There's nothing positive that pornography is doing for anybody. Like that's an objective fact. Yeah. That's an objective mm-hmm. fact. It's, it's not, it's messing with, it's rewiring our brains as well. And it makes it difficult for people to be physically intimate with their spouses in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, I've heard plenty of stories about that. Like they're, yeah. they're not, they're, even just one of the things that's one of the greatest things that fuels the pornography industry is human sex trafficking yeah people being made to do things against their will not just in like just trigger warning not just in rape fantasy videos but also in videos that look like nothing is wrong or people who are being forced and coerced to do a lot of things that they don't want to do and they can't get out of it like there's so many horrible things about this industry and it's difficult and so there's so much shame that's added to it on both sides what i've learned is that one of the greatest um, champions against shame is vulnerability and just being honest and open, um, not only for ourselves, which helps ourselves um, just break the, out of that bondage, um, but also helps others to be more honest and open and vulnerable. Like friends that I have who've opened up about things in certain ways have, like, it's just been at times healing for myself. It's amazing. Like we all know the scriptures, like what's kept 
in the darkness remains in the dark. Like the light um, has overcome the darkness. Yeah. Light has shined in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. Yeah. It was ever in the darkness will come to the light. Um, mm. Confess your sins and be he- healed. Do we hear all these things, but how often do we actually apply it? Yeah. Um, because it's so freeing when we actually do. Yeah, which I've learned in just my my personal struggles with it. And that's why I think it's easy in singleness to feel really worn down by loneliness, which can lead to such things as, A, we mentioned it before, just settling in a relationship and, and being like, well, this isn't that great of a relationship or I'm not that attracted to this person or they're just, I'm just, it's, I just need companionship. You know, that'll lead people, loneliness can lead people into to those unhealthy, unwise decisions. And then mm-hmm. it can also lead people into these temptations. And so I am so like, I just so respect your journey of being honest, being vulnerable and fighting for yourself within that in partnership with mm-hmm. God. And I know that community is a huge part of that journey for you. And how is that like kind of played into really fulfilling your heart, keeping you accountable and, you know, allowing you to even combat some of that, those fears yeah. and, and temptations. Yeah. Um, community wise, uh, I have, there's one friend in particular who I have who like we talk, we check in with each other every single Monday morning, um, just to see how we're doing, how we've been in the past week. Not that we don't talk to each other throughout the week, but, um, that's just a time for us to really open up and be accountable about where our hearts are at, where our desires are at, our minds are at about everything. But, uh, definitely about where we're at with in our just sexual purity as well. Um, I have other friends who like we talk periodically in a group chat and uh, get on like FaceTime, pray with each other, just talk about whatever. Um, but know that we're all people who we can just be straight up with and like there's no BS, not frightened or anything. You can just be open with each other and we always um, seek to restore one another and just tell each share like truths with one another, share God's heart with each other. And just like, just knowing who those close friends of mine, um, peers, mentors who are above me, who I could talk to, and as well as people who I'm seeking to, uh, like disciple and bring up yeah. as well. Like yeah. just being honest and open and vulnerable with each other, which can be the hardest thing to do at times, but it's so worth it. It's yeah. so worth it for real. And I think it's so powerful too for you as a man to say that because I've studied a bit of masculinity. We had an episode a few weeks ago about just what does it mean to be a good man? And my friend Nathan Clarkson wrote a book called Good Man. And we talked about how it's actually in today's culture really hard for specifically men to feel safe to be vulnerable because we are brought up in this culture of like, keep it all together. And you're Mm -hmm. a mama's boy if you cry and, you know, just be a man and swallow it and, you know, try to just be strong, you know, Mm -hmm. but the reality is that men have emotions and feelings and struggles that need to be voiced, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I commend you as a man to like, just you and encouraging other men to do that because- that is a voice that's needed. We need, we need that. And we need the, the freedom and the uh, permission to say like, Hey, I do it. And, and it's so helpful for me, even though I understand that it's hard Mm -hmm. and it will be so helpful for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's so good. Jazz. Well, those are my homies though. Yeah. Hey, you, if you listening to this, you know who you are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shout out. I love that. Now, one of the last things I kind of want to talk to you about is just really finding overall, like you, you've never been in a relationship, but you're clearly living out your life with incredible integrity and fighting for Jesus, fighting against 
temptations and surrounding yourself with incredible people and voices that pour into your life in a godly way. And so how does it all lead to you finding contentment in Christ in your singleness? The biggest thing for me, something that God's really been continuing to just bring up since the beginning of the years is this truth. I was going to say concept, but it's not a concept. It's a reality like this, that what it means to abide in him. Um, that's a very Christian word. <laughs> yes. Um, I know. Do non-Christians use the word abide? I don't think so. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, like just staying, what it means to stay grounded in Christ and knowing that he's my source, like what just learning in more complex ways, what that means as well as just simplifying it and remembering like how simple it really is. Um, yeah. Thinking about John 15, yeah. um, how Jesus said, I use the analogy that talking, talking to his disciples, and this was one of the last things he said to them before he was crucified. This was like, this was a conversation that they're having at the last supper. I'm pretty sure. Um, mm. But he was talking, he was saying how uh, that the father is the vine dresser. He's the true, Jesus is the true vine and we're his uh, branches. And whoever just remains in him shall bear a lot of fruit, shall be productive. And there's like some caveats to that. One is like productivity spiritually is different than productivity in the worldly sense, like mm -hmm. bearing fruit. Think about the fruit of the spirit. You'll have love, joy, peace, patience. You filled with kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, like those things, self-control all flow out of you naturally mm -hmm. when you remain in Christ. Second thing is, what does remaining actually mean? Hmm. Um, for a long time, and even like still, there are times where I go back to this mindset that I think I gotta, I guess, earn my right standing with God, not work for salvation, but there's just like this insecurity question that I have some at times where it's like, God, are you pleased with me? Hmm. Am I good enough for you? Am I being a good follower? Which is very real. Like, if we love Him, we'll obey His commandments. That's not to get confused with the fact that we remain as his sons and daughters. Like that doesn't yeah. change, you know, like we can be secure in that, that he's always going to have this fatherly love for us, this nurturing love for us, this complete um, love for us as his kids. Like I, I love to look at dads just hanging out with their with their children. Um, like just a couple of days ago, I saw a kid. Um, riding his scooter with his dad jogging next to him. The kid was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> dad was jogging. Like, come on, bud. Like, he was jogging at a slow pace on purpose just so his son could keep up with him. Oh. And I was like, yo, I really want to understand that in my heart that, like, God is just so with me. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. can, in, encouraging me to come on, but he's with me right where I'm at. He's not, like, running ahead. Like, come on, you got to keep up. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're here. We're, I'm, I'm right here next to you, but like, like, let's keep going, you know? Um, even when we fall down, I think we'll, we try to, a lot of times we'll identify with our mistakes or failures, our actions, our shame or whatever, and think we're unworthy. But God is wanting us to get up and move more than we do, <laughs> you know? Like, to, like a, a righteous person falls and gets up, or falls seven times, gets up, you know? So just remaining in Christ is really just understanding that are the foundation of our joy, the foundation of our our hope, our peace, everything 
all this fruit that we bear flows from him. It doesn't come from our working or striving to earn it or like push it out. A tree doesn't have to strain itself to, an apple tree doesn't have to strain itself to produce fruit. That's just what it is. It is an apple tree. Therefore, it's going to produce apples as long, and it's in the right season as long as it stays in the ground and next to the source of water. You know, um, Psalm 1, it would be like a tree planted by a stream of water as, as we just meditate on God's word and remain in him. Um, remember his promises and know who he is. Be mindful of him. Um, it's just going to flow out of us. So contentment and just focusing on my purpose for me starts there. And I'm learning, like trying to learn more. I'm, I'm so not perfect at it. Please don't be listening to this thinking that I got it all together or looking at my <laughs> social media like I do. Because I definitely don't. I was, matter of fact, yeah. about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, I was on the phone with my manager. Telling her how stressed out and overwhelmed I am. I think that's going on. So, yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. But I like with that. Right after I got off the phone, like uh, one of my roommates had overheard it, and he was just like came over to the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, bro, you mind if we pray real quick? Can I pray for you?" I was like, "Yes, absolutely." Uh-huh. Community is huge, man. Um, oh man. So yeah, so I'm just a dude like everybody else out here trying to serve God, love God, and just remain in Him and just be, you know, yeah. be being yeah. with Him. Yeah, so important. You're that's so beautiful. Like what you just said was so good. Like, and if we can cling to that in our singleness, it doesn't have to be a season that's like we're just waiting for the timer to go up. You know, it can be Sex. a season where we're like, actually, the stream is nice. And actually, I if I'm a tree, yeah. I, I like the sun right here and I like my little plot of land. And yeah. you know, like we can enjoy exactly where we are. Right, uh right, right. if if we can see it and remind ourselves that like, hey. God has a purpose for all of this and he's, mm-hmm. he is with us through all of it. And what yeah. a gift that is. And so, right. oh my God. Knowing that we're so blessed no matter yes. where or when we are mm-hmm. in life. Like yes. that is a, that is a truth of being a son or daughter of God that we are blessed wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah. Even and that doesn't we mean we're like, yo, he's with us. Yes. No. Yes. Psalm 139. Come on. Do I believe that all the time in my heart? Nope. <laughs> No, I don't, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I love it. Chaz. Oh my gosh, you're so wise. You're literally you that. really Thank are. You. Thank you. Now, we can't end this interview with me not asking you my favorite question. So you're gonna oh get it like everyone else, which is oh boy. what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners about, today? About 12 nuggets from Chick-fil-A with some <laughs> sriracha and ranch sauce. Oh my gosh, 100%. Um, now I'm going to Chick-fil-A after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my final nugget of dating advice, I would say that it is to be patient and wait, to stay patient. And that's, you know, like I was just saying about abiding, patience is a fruit of the spirit. In other words, to put take it out of terms that, are, that can just be like, I guess we get desensitized to words like that sometimes. Um, so to put it in another way, um, it's going to be so, it, it's a lot easier to be patient when we intentionally spend time with God. Um, become, we become more eager to be patient. I found that to be true in myself. It becomes a lot easier to be joyful when I'm, you know, just taking time out to really just stop and spend time with God. And, and spending time with him doesn't mean always like reading your Bible 
or being on your knees in prayer and, and listening or singing songs of worship. But if he's really always with us, then that means when I'm out driving my car, he's with me and I could be spending time with him there, just acknowledging his presence even when I'm playing games, when yeah. I'm talking to friends on this podcast. <laughs> um, like those quote unquote spiritual things aren't the only things that only ways that we can be filled up. God places desires. And I like playing basketball. I know there are times where I've like just gone to exercise or play ball and leaving those I've filled up like, yo, God, that was fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. being just being mindful of the ways that I can be with him and being filled up, of course, you better be getting in your word. Cause like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, why would he go through all that to make sure that we know who he is through scripture? Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. wouldn't we? Want yeah. to? There are people who are in other countries dying to be able to, to have the Bible. scripture. Yeah. And we so often neglect it or write it off as like, oh, Jesus is the word. We don't need the physical word. It's the word. You know, like, I I get it. People can overemphasize scripture at times. I've definitely been that person, very legalistic and religious at times. Mm. But for real, yeah, it's so filling. Yeah, and there's again, there's so many ways to spend time with them. But I'd say, like, for dating advice, the best dating advice I could give in my singleness, <laughs> as not having ever been in a relationship, is like, just be patient because it's so worth it to just. Yeah. I, I'm oh man, I just. Think about the times where I've been so just at peace and content um, during the times of my life where I'm just being intentional about being with God, not always trying to do something for him, but just being. And I'm like, yo, I don't need to be married, bro. I'm good. I'm yeah. chilling. Yeah. You know? So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, Chaz, so beautiful and so encouraging. Thank you for speaking so much from the heart and for having fun today with me because we had fun and we, we were real. We were all the things. I uh, needed this for real. I needed this break. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I feel I needed it too. I felt like just like you before this, I was like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm doing a million things. Have this conference coming up. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, yeah. okay, focus. This is going to be great. Yes. And I'm just yes. like, it is so cool when, you know, we're taking this moment right now to say thank you, Lord, for being in this presence, in this conversation. Thank you for every person listening. Like this is, we, we love moments where we can have, where Jesus, we just recognize that his presence is here, Amen. you know? Yeah. Um, if people want to um, connect with you, Chaz, and, and all the things, your podcast, simply put, definitely need to go check that out. And then how else can they find you? Yeah. Um, actually on Instagram, you can find everything in the link in my bio. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> Link tree slash Chaz Smith. That's L I N K T R dot E E slash C H A Z Smith. Um, but yeah, if you don't want to do that, just Google my name or search my <laughs> name on whatever app. I don't be on Snapchat. Snapchat's annoying. No, never. No. Um, that's my least favorite app of all time. Oh my gosh. I don't care. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Chaz Smith, YouTube, Chaz Smith, Twitter, same thing. The <laughs> at name is like simply put Chaz, but Twitch, uh, what else? TikTok, all them <laughs> joints. Facebook. Uh, oh, and then the podcast is going to be available. Oh, Spotify too. Making music. Oh Chaz my gosh! Smith. Look at you. Everything uh, you're on. Everything minus Snapchat. 
pretty much <laughs> shout out to my manager and my team and everybody else who's helping me out for real for real um, seriously it's so good because i would not be oof i'm stressed out now with them if it <laughs> oh boy i don't even want to think about it oh no. lord um <laughs> Uh, Trust me, yeah. I'm with you. I'm like, oh my goodness. I started this podcast just basically me. And now I have a team, you know, but I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, what did I do? Like back then? Like, I don't even know. I'm busy now. What's going on? All right, Jazz. Well, thank you so much. Oh, I'm s- I'll be speaking oh. at the Heart of Dating Conference. Um, too. Heck you know yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Duh. Oh my gosh. July 25th. That's what's it's up. <laughs> so excited. And you're going to be speaking about, tell them what you're speaking about. Pornography. We gave them a little taste today because we brought it into the combo, but you're going to go even yeah. deeper. I'm so excited. Thank you, Chaz. You're the best. Talk to you later. Hasta luego. Hey, 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 how about that episode with Chaz Smith? He is just hilarious and vulnerable all at the same time. Y'all, I just love Chaz. And I know that so many of you can relate to Chaz's story of never dating and never even being really in a true relationship. So I hope this episode was encouraging for you. All right, y'all, see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.